0: Welcome to the Peterson's
1: Bow Hunting Podcast. All bow hunting, all the time. Now,
2: here's your host, Editor Christian Berg. All right, welcome back to the Bow Hunting Podcast. We are all bow hunting all the time. And today, I've got a great topic. We're going to talk some 3D archery, why you need to be out there shooting the 3Ds this spring, this summer a great way to get prepared for the seasons. And I've got two guys who are authorities on the 3D archery game and actually organize some great events that you might be able to take advantage of this year. Uh, I'd like to introduce... First, uh, Mr. John Keen. Uh, John is the uh, owner of Bow Treader Archery in Statesboro, Georgia. And you've got, John, a brand new uh, 3D tour in Georgia that we're going to talk about. So, welcome to the show. Absolutely. Glad to be here. And I want to introduce, real quick, my second guest, and that's Mr. Brandon Waddell. And uh, no relation to Michael. First question I asked him, I know all that you who are listening are wondering like, hey, is that Michael Waddell's brother? No, not in by blood, but probably by spirit. And Brandon is the founder and CEO of the Mountain Arch Mountain Archery Fest, uh, which puts on um, events out in the western U.S. Great 3D shoots. Looking forward to talking to you, Brandon. Thanks for being with us.
1: Thank you for having me on. It's a pleasure.
2: Hey, so guys, you know, we were talking a little bit just before we got started. Um, there's no better way, as far as I'm concerned, if you are a bow hunter. Yeah, you know, we always say, you know, people say practice makes perfect, but that's not really true, right? Because then people say, well, perfect practice makes perfect. And so we talk about a lot in the bow hunting world, you want your practice to not just be technically you know, sound, but we you want it to be realistic in terms of, uh, you know, the, the shooting scenarios that you're going to encounter, as well as a little bit of pressure, because let's face it, you can stand in the backyard all day and just pound the bullseye or the vital area on a 3D target, but you can't necessarily simulate that adrenaline rush that comes when that, that Whitetail buck or that bull elk or that big pronghorn is out there in front of you, and one way to at least give some simulation of that is to be at a 3D shoot, whether it's a competition where you're keeping score or you just have a handful of buddies looking over your shoulder, talking smack in your ear, and trying to distract you while while you make that shot. So, I mean, I, I'll throw it out to you, John. You know, just talk to me a little bit about you know your background with the 3D game and, and maybe what led you to say, hey I'm I'm going to put some events together here for other bow hunters in Georgia to take advantage.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I've, I've never been involved in the, the competition circuit uh, for 3d or, or any other target um, archery. Uh, I have I love to bow hunt and I love, uh, I love people and I, I want people to be outside. That is, that's what is the driving factor behind this. Um, you know, when I say I love people, most people are like, what man, what, what's wrong with this guy? Listen, I am, I'm persuaded that the only thing that's going to last forever is the souls of men and women. And I want to spend my time investing in those. Cause I don't know how many days I'm going to get today might be my last. Yeah. Um, I know tomorrow wasn't my last day and that that's as far as I can promise you at this point. Right. Um, but yeah, man, we, we love getting people outside. We love pe- getting people, to uh, get involved in archery, Um, because one of the things that I've seen, um, and I've only been doing this for four years, we just started the tour this year, one of the things that I've seen is that people put their bow down at the end of bow season, and they don't pick it back up until after July 4th, or really, you know, kids go back to school, um, by and large in Georgia, August 1st. So once they get done with summer vacations, get back into the 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 groove of uh you know kids going back to school and stuff like that, that's when they pick their bows back up. And man, it just golly, you're you're missing a lot of fun, in my opinion. So so that's uh that's that's a lot of what's what's driving us to do this.
2: Well, and and you know, just to piggyback on that, I guess. I guess we could say you have a vested interest as a bow shop owner, because you were telling me, you know, you own Bow Treader. Um, I don't know if it's Bow Treader Outdoors or just Bow Treader Pro Shop, but you basically have a pro shop there in Statesboro, Georgia. You opened in 2018. Um, you'd like to see people engaged, right, all year round. I'm sure you're very busy in, uh, you know, August, September, as people are getting ready for the start of deer season. And, and, and you know, you have that, Crazy foot traffic, but uh, like you said, there's there's a lot to be enjoyed with the sport twelve months a year.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and 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 really, you know, when we do our when we do the shoots that are going to be in our local area, yeah, we're going to be telling those folks, hey, come come to our shop, come see us. You know, we can take care of this for you, or, or want to be your 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 go to. But when we go to these other areas across the state. You know, I'm not telling a guy 200 miles away from me that he needs to come to my bow shop. Uh, we're reaching out to local bow shops and saying, "Hey, listen, we're we're holding this event. We're not coming in here to take your customer. We're coming in here to to uh, help all the boats rise with the tide. You know, right. we we want to get more people going. Like uh, we just had an event this past weekend in Middle Georgia, and man, we had dozens of folks come out." Um, who had never shot a bow before. Some of them were kids, some of them were adults, uh, who had never shot a bow before. And we're over there setting them up, letting them shoot a bow for the first time, to, you know, showing them some some tips of what to do and what not to do, right? That 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 bowstring has his lane and he's staying in his lane. That's so what we tell everybody. Don't get in his lane, because if you do, he's gonna hit you, you know. And um, um, and then we had some guys that were there this weekend that um I haven't shot in like 15 years or something. And they were able to shoot a 2022 flagship bow with absolutely zero pressure to buy because I couldn't sell it to them if I wanted to. When I, when I reached <laughs> out to all the bow manufacturers and told them that we were going to be doing this, you know, their first response was, okay, you want money. How much money do you want? I said, listen, we don't want money. Maybe down the road, you know, if you like what we're doing, come help us, right? But what I want to do is take the bows and uh every one of them it was a resounding yes as long as you're not selling them absolutely you take those bows and you let people shoot them and uh so that's been a lot of fun you know letting people shoot those bows and and uh you know without them having to to be uh be dying to, to make the purchase right then so
2: so that's pretty cool how many manufacturers did you get on board and you know what what kind of bows do you have available for people to try out at your events We've got the flagship bows from Bowtech, Matthews, Hoyt, um, Elite, and Prime. Wow! So that, that's yeah, a real event. that's a great yeah. lineup because you know so many of so many of these events and things nowadays right are sponsored by one manufacturer or another that's really cool that that's kind of like the full pro shop experience coming to one of your shoots because you can walk in you can try two or three different bows and um like you said, for somebody who's new at archery or somebody who maybe hasn't been shooting recently, I imagine you had several of those guys. You know, if you had people there who haven't shot in 10 or 15 years. Um, you know, one thing I run into all the time is the editor of Peterson's bonding You have these guys that you meet and they're still shooting this bow that they've had for 12 or 15 years and they love it. And I'm like, yeah. dude, I, I totally get it right it's you're you're so comfortable with this bow it's like an extension of your body but at the same time if you haven't actually picked up a bow in the last 10 years you're going to be blown away by how much the technology has improved how much smoother these bows are how much more consistently they're going to shoot how much easier they are to tune etc 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 um you know i bet you 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 open some eyes there from some of these guys
0: yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, just to to go back to that event that we had on Saturday, when uh, we had some guys that that uh, they walked back by our tent after they got done shooting the Legends course, and uh, which took them about three hours to do on Saturday because of how the course was designed. And uh, they said, he said, "Yeah, I'd love to shoot one of those bows, but there's no way I'm buying a bow right now." And I said, "Listen, man, you can shoot every bow we got in here as many times as you want to." And I'm never going to try to convince you to buy it. Just go over there and shoot it as much as you want. You know, he goes over and loses, loses a couple of arrows. And he said, all right, well, let me buy the arrows, <laughs> which of course we didn't make you do that. You know, that was, it's, it's just part of it, but, uh, it was, it was a lot of fun to to see him do that. Um, but yeah, you're right though with seeing folks that are shooting bows that man, they've been shooting them for 15 years or something. And, um, bows have changed so much, you know, and everybody still wants to shoot a 70 pound bow. But man, it doesn't take 70 pounds to get the job done. You know, my, my favorite customer that I've got, his name is Charles Howard. He just turned 84 years old and he's still hunting with a compound bow. Yeah. And we've got that bow set. I think we've got it set at about 43 pounds. And, uh, he didn't have a good season this past season. He got a couple, Two years ago, he killed six deer on our farm, and got a full pass through on every single one of them. You know, but he knows what he's doing. I can yeah. promise you that.
2: <laughs> well, uh, eighty awesome. four,
0: he still hangs all of his own stands and the the whole the whole nine yards, man. It, it's it's incredible. So uh, that would be another encouragement that I'd tell people that if you got bad shoulders or or you, if you can't pull seventy pounds, it doesn't necessarily mean it's time to go to a crossbow. I love crossbows and they're cool, but you know, if if you if you if you want to keep shooting that compound bow, there, there's a way to do it.
2: Well, listen, I want to get Brandon involved, but before I jump over to him, I want to give you an opportunity to just Briefly give an overview of your event because I know it's brand new here, 2022. This is your yep. first year. It's the Bow Treader 3D Tour of Georgia. Like you okay. said, I know I know you've already had at least one of your events, but you have several more coming up. So just. Uh, Kind of highlight the format of what you guys are doing with your events. And then real quick, just hit me the dates and the locations of your upcoming shoots and where people maybe can, you know, hop online or whatever to get more information.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So the easiest thing to do is hop on our our website. It's just uh, BowTrader.com. It's B-O-W-T-R-E-A-D-E-R.com. And you can go on there. There's a, a prominent uh, location on the website where you can get to it and see all the all the details about the different locations and go on and register and all that kind of stuff. The way the events are designed, it's set up so you go in and you select an actual uh, day and time that you that you want to shoot um, so you're not having to come and, and sit around waiting for your turn to shoot. We set up three courses at every event. We've got the uh, Discovery Zone, which is where those – Those kids or someone who is brand new to archery, they come and they get to shoot some 3D targets and some bag targets and and just have some fun. And um, and then we have the bow hunter course, which is designed to um, keep that guy or gal or or, or, or young, young kid um, excited about archery. You know, it's it's something that there's there's a central trail that you follow. And you take shots no longer than 50 yards on 3D targets, um, and that one is just to encourage people to to keep shooting, to have fun, right? And then we have the Legends course, and it is designed to crush your soul. Um, <laughs> it, is, it, is, it is. And
2: also selling about
1: it. I've been sitting here paying attention, but that was a good one.
2: <laughs> and, and that's the, so that's the one for the arrow manufacturers and pro shops. Cause you got to sell them. They got to come back for a dozen arrows to finish the course.
0: There's not a single ethical shot on the course, uh, that's but true. it's a lot of fun. You know, I mean, it's a lot of fun. You know, we, we uh, mm-hmm. we had um, we had folks this past weekend that, um, you know, the, the location that we were at, typically we don't have a lot of topography, you know, we're, we're in a, we're in a coastal plain area, so we don't have a whole lot of topography to play with. But our event that we just had was above the fall line here in Georgia. So there was a lot of topography and uh, we, we got people off of that central trail and, and, and let them get in there and, and take some some um, real steep angled shots and, and stuff that we don't normally see around here. And, um, it was a lot of fun. We didn't have too many people losing arrows. So, and then at the end of the event, um, our logo has a, has a cross in it. So we had a, uh, a local guy, um, cut out our logo, um, out of a three quarter inch metal plate. And, uh, so if you want to, you can take on the iron cross at the end of the event. And we actually had some trad guys take a 106 yard shot on Saturday, which was pretty cool, and I was I was so impressed with how close he came to uh, to to hitting the target. I, I thought it was pretty impressive. But uh, but yeah, you can you can hop on our on our website or, or uh, Facebook or whatever and see some videos of that. And most of the time, you hear the shot and then you hear a loud ding right after the shot. So um, yeah. so, so,
2: so how many how many targets are your courses? How many on the course? 30, we, 50? We
0: can't. No, we carry sixty targets with us, uh, so that w- we we get them. We get sixty targets spread between those three courses. So
2: gotcha. And um, and what are your upcoming dates for your remaining shoots? So
0: the next shoot that we have got is in Sylvester, Georgia, which is Southwest Georgia. That's going to be on May twenty eighth. Uh, then we're going clear across the state and at a, at an angle up to uh, Athens, Georgia. That's going to be on June eleventh. Um, it's looking like our Savannah shoot is going to be on July the 9th, which is the weekend after July 4th um, holiday there. And then we've got a shoot in Rome, Georgia, which is the northeast corner of Georgia. I'm sorry, the northwest corner of Georgia. Um, That one is going to be on July 23rd. And then we'll have one here at our home farm in Statesboro. That one will be, it's looking like that one's gonna be August 20th. Uh that that'll be our annual event. So we expect that one to, you know, that that'll be our our kind of our home turf where all of our customers get to come. We do a, what we call a bonanza every year, um, where we just have folks come out. All the reps that that uh, that we sell for will will be there at the at the event. We we do uh we do food and 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 fun for the whole family. So um, that one will be a lot of fun as well.
2: Well, it sounds like he's got, uh, Brandon, some real good opportunities for us to sweat if we want to get out and shoot our <laughs> bows this summer because I'd imagine being out there uh, half a there. day in July or August in Georgia is going to be a little muggy and buggy, my man. But so I think it's a good transition because he talked about lack of topography because he's down there in the Savannah area. So right. it's kind of kind of flat and he's, Pretty close to sea level. If you want to do the exact opposite of sea level, you want to go out west and see Brandon and shoot a mountain archery fest because he's going to get you probably a mile high or better on his shoots and really show you what it's like to shoot up and down hills.
1: That's a fact. We've got mountains from anywhere that start from here at 5,000 feet for the event, and we've got one that starts at your base village, vendor village is at 10,000 feet. Um, so we definitely got some mountains for you to come and and have fun on no doubt. Um, but you know, to go back a little bit on what John was mentioning, it's just awesome to hear what he's got, what he's put together in a tour down there in Georgia, man. I mean, I was checking your website out while you were talking and looking at the pictures from your last event and man, that's awesome. You guys look like you had a lot of fun and a great time. And even some of the new, the kids showing the signs that they, you know, they're a new Archer. You know things oh, yeah. like that, being being proud of that, you know, and things of that nature. I mean, it's just what we're all about. You know, we have a lot of similarities. We're we're trying to introduce people into the sport of archery. Um, maybe the end goal is to get a college uh, scholarship. Maybe the end goal is to uh, shoot paper and go to Vegas. Maybe the end goal is to go out and acquire your own food. Um, whatever your end goal is. We're here to help you get started. We're here to help you achieve building the the self-esteem and the skills necessary to get to your goals. And that's what math is about. we're We want to be the most inclusive three d event in the u s. Um, you know, and what makes us the most inclusive event is the people that come. And so to offer, um, you know, to our shooters, our registrants, the ability to walk up to a shooting range like John had, and say, I've never shot a bow before in my life. And we can say, well, you came to the right spot because we're going to show you how. You know, we've got USA instructors on our, on our shooting line. We've got multiple different bows um, that we can adjust and set up like John has done. Um, you know, and, and that's important. When we're in these big events, in some of these locations where we are, we have public people walking around checking out what we're doing we're under the scope all the time. And so, um, but what's cool is, is that we have people walk off the street that are just like, what are you guys doing here? And we're (laughs) like, well, we're having a 3D archery event. And they're like, like you guys are shooting those things on the mountain? You know I mean? Some people are like, they they can't even fathom that we have thousand people with bows in their hands all over this hill. And, um, but they, but then, you know, we're so open. And we like, John, we enjoy people. We we're in this because we're passionate about what we're doing. And, and we love people. We love archery. We love from a kids full kids course and the track action mobility course also crosses over as a competition course on Saturday, but our other four courses on the mountain are all for fun. You can come and shoot them and have a great time and, and enjoy the sport on the mountain and get to try all sorts of different scenarios and different stuff. So our Our courses, we start with the kids course and then we move up to our beginner course, which is our Pope and Young course. We've replicated the 29 North American antlers and horns off the 29 North American slam. And we have reintroduced these animals to you and present them to you how they were taken by the shooter. You'll replicate the yardage angle and as much of that shot as we possibly can, given the territory that we have to put it in. And that's awesome. There's a great educational sign there. You get to learn about the animal, their history, their health, things that are going on with them. Um, and then a small little spot down there on the bottom about that shooter. You know, it's not really about that is you. Cool, man. That is it's not cool. about, you know, it's not about you. This is about the animal. This is about you getting to go shoot a course and seeing what has been recorded as the as the number one world record taken by a bow. This is this is an animal at its best at its prime. And what's cool about this course, too, is, is that there's not one shot over 60 yards on this course. That's a testament to the quality of hunters that took the lives of these amazing animals. Um, so imagine the one moose, the Shira, three yards. That's it.
2: Three yards. Um, and that's, that's because one. that's because that was the shot that that guy actually had? That was the shot. Yeah. So.
1: You know, people are like, well, is too close. It's like, no, it's not. Stand there, draw your bow, and imagine that animal with a heartbeat standing in front of you, and you're three yards from it, and it doesn't quite know you're there yet, and it could kill you if in a fraction of a second, if it wanted to, with one whip of its head, right? So um, it's really cool. It's a great course, the Pope and Young course, and then from there, we move up um, to where we have kind of an exotics course. And so, you know, just fun, fantasy, exotic-style targets, Stuff from Italy, stuff from Austria. Um, we bring in Kersh targets, SRT targets. Um, you know, we just want people to to have stuff they've never shot before. I mean, some of the 3D can get redundant, and so you know, we're just always trying to raise the game and trying to bring up you know new stuff for people to engage in. And then from there, we step up into our Western big game course, and that is um, an awesome course that. You can really sharpen your Western hunting skills. This, this course is basically set by myself. Um, this is the one that I do out of the team. And I take a lot of pride in setting it because basically I'm setting it on things that I've learned over my hunting career as an archer. Things that I've succeeded at, things i that I suck at, things that, you know, that I'm trying to get, you know, that I'm working on my craft, right? And so I give you 25 different hunting opportunities on that course to, really work your angles, your second axis, your third axis. I mean, you're working through, you know, wind and terrain problems and obstacles. You know, I mean, real life shooting scenarios. And none of this is out of bounds as far as ethical shooting either. But then we step into what we we have our predator course this year. And that is kind of like like John said, Um, there is nothing on this course that that you should ever, ever try to replicate for real. the, uh, it's very unethical, but what we like about the, that course is that it really offers a lot of opportunity for you to learn a lot of angles, a lot of different things, uh, a lot of different distances, threading the needle, uh, really understanding the arc of your arrow, um, You know, because you may think it's clear, but I'm setting you in a position where if you're shooting a 280 FPS or less arrow, you probably got some issues in the air somewhere i've given you um with tree limbs or different things and so um you know throughout all of our courses we're always just trying as you step up to each course we're elevating your your game we're you know so like for instance on the Pope and young course there's two or three targets that kind of in distance should belong on the next course up right on on the Exotics course and on the exhaust course there's two or three shots that really should belong on the Western Big Game course, and what's cool about that is that when you get done with that course and you say, "Wow, I did great on that course," I say, "Well, how'd you do on these three targets?" And they're like, "Well, I did really good." And I'm like, "Well, those you should move up a course because you've built some self-esteem, you've built some, you know, um, some knowledge based around yourself and your equipment and your ability, and, and you're growing in, in your in your setup and in your sport. And each course gives people an opportunity to do that without." stretching them too far in between each course, right? You know, to where it's unachievable for them. Um, So we're just always really trying to keep that in mind. Um, You know, we're a three-day event. We're a festival-style event. We do a lot of work with local charities on Fridays, um, which is a ton of fun. Um, But the core element of math is wrapped around family. And we do everything we can to facilitate uh, having a mountain that is warm, comfortable, not intimidating um, and somewhere where anybody can come and be safe and welcome. And I think that's super important because as John and I are trying to target non-shooters as well as shooters, we have to present a very good opportunity for that to happen. And I think that as event directors like us, that's our responsibility to do that. And I think it sounds like John's doing a great job. And and i know that we're here for people when they're ready to come out west or if they're already in the west we uh every one of our shoots that we have offers a different a little bit different theme if you will um a little bit different expectations
2: so so with that yeah i mean i don't want to interrupt you but why don't you hit on hit on the dates and the locations of your shoots for this year because i know you told me you have utah colorado wyoming montana
1: that's correct. So, we start off our first event in three weeks. Um, we leave in two weeks to head on over there. We'll be at Soldier Hollow, just outside of Heber, Utah. And this is a really unique venue. We're going to the old Olympic grounds from 2002. And we're taking over the biathlon basin, and we're going to get to set up it there at the old grounds. And it comes with some really unique opportunities at that venue. Um, then, our, and that is May 27th through the 29th. And then two weeks later, we come back into Colorado, and we'll be at Purgatory Resort on June 10th through the 12th. And that's in the southwest corner of the state of Colorado. Uh, And then two weeks after that, we head back up or back down to southern Utah. uh, And we'll be at Eagle Point, and that is June 24th through the 26th. And then two weeks after that, we head up to Wyoming uh, to Antelope Butte Recreation Area. And that's a cool, and that's a new location for us this year. Uh, it's on the top of the Big Horns. That's kind of a cool event because there's nothing there. <laughs> there's no hotels, there's no nothing. I mean, it is on the top of this mountain. It is beautiful, green, gorgeous place. We're bringing the whole city in for you, all your services, all your food, restrooms, everything you need. Um, to have a great event there and now kind of our wild wild west shoot if you will because um, there's no neighbors we can have a really good time there so we can turn the music up a little bit louder on Friday night and Saturday night and have a good time so uh, and then two weeks after that we head up into Montana another new location for us which is in Kalispell we've had a shoot up there the last few years in uh, um, on the border of Montana and Idaho uh, but we found a new home uh that we're really excited about and that's at blacktail ski or blacktail mountain ski resort uh just outside of lakeside in kalispell and so um we're all over the west from from up north there down to southwestern colorado and we're adding events every year um and so look us up mountainarcheryfest, um, dot com. we have a monster website because there's so much that happens at our events we have seminars uh, we have full draw film tour, film night on Saturday nights. I, I, I keep going on, you know, Pope and Young Law game dinner. It's just it's just a ton of fun to come and really experience, you know, as much of archery as you can, and support our National Archery Association, Pope and Young, uh, and some other local nonprofits as well. Depending on what location you go to, um, so, you know, we're just we're just here to give back. We're here to be a part of the community. And we're here to just help people find this sport and enriching their lives a little bit, because I can tell you that, you know, the reason I'm in this sport and the reason why I'm doing Mountain Archery Fest is because archery's changed my life over the years. Um, you know, I went from a, a whole different lifestyle that wasn't really healthy to really enjoying what I'm doing here and being in the mountains and being around people and um, it's helped feed my nine children. and 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 my wife and my you know five of my nine children hunt um two of them don't shoot at all they don't have any interest but they're very supportive of what we do but obviously they like to eat all my children are carnivores um so uh so that's you know that's kind of why i'm here you know it's just something that as i've as it's helped shape my life it's something that i wanted to give back to and something that i've seen how much it's helped my children and their focus and cause and effect and accountability and, um, you know, and and learning to stand on their own, on their own two feet, right. Um, be under that pressure we talked about earlier, you know, having those opportunities. I mean, when you can, when you can do things within your own skin with something and you're learning things and it just, it builds character and self-confidence within within, you know, our children and even within ourselves. I mean, even myself, I mean, it, it can help change my day just like that. So,
2: Yeah. uh, Well, I I mean, I I don't know about you, right? You guys, but like, as I was listening to both of you, you know, I was thinking, man, I want to go to both of these events. Right. And John, you were probably listening You know to to Brandon and thinking man that that mountain archery fest sounds pretty cool and Brandon when when John was talking you know you were probably thinking man I wish I could get down there to Georgia and go to one of his events because that's that's really neat and you know that's kind of what's so cool you know and you both touched on it like the archery community is kind of like a family you know and when you get when you get bow hunters together when you get archers together um, you know I've been in this industry for a long time, and it's just full of good, down-to-earth people who enjoy, you know, simple pleasures. You know, there's nothing simpler, really, than than pulling a string back and launching a sharp stick. You know, and just enjoying some <laughs> some some fresh air. Did you and, say well, I mean, we overcomplicate it. We overcomplicate <laughs> <There you go. laughs> it. I think a lot of times, yeah. and 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 uh, at its at its essence, it's pretty it's pretty basic. Yeah. You know, when you think about the fact that that archery is at least ten thousand years old, you know, it's not that complicated. Um, right. Is your event, uh, Brandon, similar to to what John's doing in that? If I want to come shoot a, a mountain archery fest, I'm going to get on your website. I'm going to register for a day a time and a course in advance
1: yeah you definitely we appreciate you going in and and registering ahead of time that really helps us in our planning stages but we do allow you to walk up um you know to the events we we can't turn anybody away from the sport so we obviously we prefer one way but um absolutely sign up you can get a a start time in the morning that pick a course you want to start in the morning pick that time Make sure there's availability for you and everybody that you want to shoot with in that time slot register and then when you're done with that course you can go back out and ride the lift back up and you can go shoot as much foam as you want the only one you have to schedule is just your first one in the morning
2: gotcha and the other thing that i wanted to ask both of you is is it fair to say that you can keep score while you're shooting your events but that it's not necessarily a a contest or a competition
1: yeah go ahead john oh yeah so we do have the mountain madness competition on saturday but every all the other targets on the mountain all the other courses are for fun you can keep track if you want we have scorecards available for you if you'd like we have people that keep score i mean we have people that bet 12 packs of beer dinner i mean you got you got i mean Brody and his dad last year, they were betting a quarter a target, 25 cents a target on who won, right? And so, I mean, there's all these side bets going on all the time on the mountain. So you can do whatever you want, just come and have some fun. Yeah. Same thing with us. We we, we don't provide any kind of scorecards or anything, but uh,
0: it's, you know, the way, the way that we do it, we allow um, seven people to sign up for each time slot. Well, there might be one guy coming by himself. And he winds up getting paired up with four or five other guys that he's never met before, you know, and and gets to go and and uh, man, before we know it, they hang out together all day long, and and, yeah. and they're giving each other a hard time, and and uh, you know they might be betting something or and and we we kind of float around the courses our, our my guys do, and and you know we'll go through a sticker on a target, and we won't necessarily put it. Where it's supposed to be, we'll just put a sticker on the target, you know, and 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 uh, somebody can hit that hit that dime, you know, they'll they'll win a, a free target or, or a pack of broadheads or or, or you know what, whatever we feel like giving away for that particular sticker, um, and and sometimes that can vary based on on who's on who's putting the sticker on the target. So, uh, but yeah, it's 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 just about getting out and having fun. It's kind of where where we are with it right now. So,
2: yeah, and I think. I think in addition to the fun, and you both touched on this as well as the learning, because, you know, you learn more from your mistakes most of the time, unfortunately, than we do from from our successes, you know, because, you, you know, when you when things don't go according to plan, we have right. A rational person has to ask themselves, you know, OK, what What can I do differently to achieve a different result? And that's the nice thing about, you know, if you're shooting a competition, a straight out competition, whether it's an ASA, an IBO, you go through the course. And this is how many arrows you get on each target. And if it's a zero, it's a zero, pal. And it goes on the card. And if it's a 14, so be it, you know, and, and anything in between. And the nice thing about these shoots, you know, and I've, I've done some shoots with this kind of format, is like, it's okay. It's like being on the golf course and taking a mulligan, you know. If you're on Brandon's Western Hunter course or his Predator course, and he's got some insane 123-yard shot through 12 bushes at a fox target you know that's got a vital area the size of a softball and you don't hit it on the first time hey it's only arrows you know easton's making more every day carbon express is making more every day and they love it when you bust them and lose them because that's how they make their money so like just pull another arrow out of your quiver and see if you can fix whatever you screwed up on the first time and and that's cool you know what i mean Yeah. And Something we do on the predator course
1: is I set up a bunch of pairs. So you've got prey and predator, right? So what's cool is, is I set some of those scenarios up on purpose with double stations so that you have another opportunity, right? To be like, okay, I learned from that one. I'm going to send one at that. You know, I can shoot that other target, but it just creates that double opportunity for you to learn a thousand effect. And it's a lot of fun that way.
2: Oh, and the other thing, and you you talked about it, Brandon, you know, working your angles, working your wind. Um, Again, these are all things where during hunting season, you're not going to have a second opportunity. You know, if if you've been hiking around in the mountains all week and you finally have a a nice bull elk you know 54 yards away quartering away you've got five or ten seconds to get drawn take your aim make your shot that's it you know so so this is the time during the summer while you're shooting those 3ds like make you know checking that level part of your shot routine make you know the reading the wind part of your shot routine and this is where you can get that practice and again same thing for you john you know us east coast guys it's more whitetail 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 but it's the same it's the same thing of, you know, it might not be quite as physically demanding, but trust me, you know, like Brandon, I don't know if you get to the Midwest or if you come east and hunt whitetails much, but like if you're getting up before the crack of dawn day after day in November and just put an hour after hour after hour in the tree, there's nothing more, you know, John, you used the term earlier, you know, to crush your soul. There's nothing more soul crushing than waiting for an opportunity at that buck. And you might have a 120 hours invested in this dang tree stand you you know if you have to stare at the same patch of woods for another five minutes you're going to lose your (laughs) mind and the buck finally shows up And, you know, and you shoot right over his back or right under his belly. You know what I mean? So, so again, you know, there's a value in this that, yes, it's fun. Uh, Yes, it's a great time. Yes, it's something to do during the time that there is no hunting. But, uh, but I think that we'd all should approach it, you know, at least somewhat intentionally at the same time. I think one of the
0: coolest things that
2: we've seen so far is
0: getting to help people with their setups. You know, we'll we'll have a guy out there that is shooting and he's like, man, I can see my arrow moving after I shoot and I can't figure out what's going on. Yeah, just going crazy. And, uh, you know, so I I worked with one guy in particular and he was shooting a uh, 68 68 pounds and uh, 29 and a half inch draw shooting a 400 spine arrow with 200 grains up front. And, and, and I have a, uh, a high-speed camera, and I, and I filmed it, and uh, I showed it to him, and he said, man, that thing looks like a wet noodle coming out of my bow, and I said, well, that's what you're saying, buddy, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and and then I sent him to a local pro shop, and I said, hey, go down there and talk with this guy and tell him you, you need some real arrows, you know, and, and he said, what's wrong with my arrows? And I said, listen, all of us have shopped where you bought these arrows from and we've bought packs of socks and we've bought, you know, beef jerky and things like that, but don't, don't go buy arrows there. Okay. <laughs> go, go to a pro shop and let them help you and, and get what you need for your boat. And um, you know, that was, that was a, a cool, a cool thing that we got to do. And I, and I think that's something that we've learned uh, doing this and Brandon, I'm sure you've seen this as well. People want to know, Mm-hmm. what is the best way to get things set up you know mm-hmm. and and um and being able to to come in and help them with that um not just from the perspective of a retailer and trying to you know saying hey this is what you need buy this but showing them this is what you need and why you know why? and and yeah. teaching people hey getting a perfect tear through paper yeah that's cool but that's not everything if you get a perfect tear through paper, but you can't hit the target on a consistent basis, you're still not ready to hunt, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so being able, being able to get out in the, in the real world and kind of flesh that out with people has, has been a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, I agree. It's, uh, it's rewarding. It feels great to help people grow, you know, in their sport. And people are hungry for knowledge. And that's something why we've added the seminars to our events this year. People want to know more about gear. They want to know more about what they're using and what they're doing. And, you know, and, and uh, that's absolutely, absolutely right. And I think my biggest, my biggest takeaway from 3d for hunting is, is, you know, we get, we get stuck on dots on targets or rings or different things. And what, what this allows you is different lighting, shadows, shade, shading, there, you know, all this different scenarios in the 3d shooting and and that's one of the that's one of the hardest things for me was was picking that spot on that animal in that moment right then like where that animal stands right is this you know where is your entry point where is your exit where mm-hmm. you know how do you really shoot this animal in this position um and there's no there's no way to rep, there's no way to replace it other than replicating it as best that you can and as many scenarios as possible so that you're ready for that. You know, I think after you learn your gear and you learn and you get to a certain point where you're shooting well and different things, then there, there's those next levels of, you know, that target acquisition, that small point on their fur, like where exactly am I going to shoot? And I think that 3d really helps with a lot of that. And it helps you understand that, the concept of where those lungs are and where the heart is from many angle and where are, where should your arrow actually go? And I think that that's extremely helpful um, with it from 3d and how it really applies to the reality of hunting. And that's important for me. That's what I practice all summer long. That's what I'm practicing on these courses as I'm shooting. I'm shooting everything for kill. I'm shooting everything for entry and exit. You know, I'm. Um, you know, um, and I think that's, that's my biggest takeaway from it. And then just, like you say, being in some pressured situations, right? Where you are anxious or where you you do have some pressure, where you are shooting in front of some people that maybe you're grouped with that you don't know. Um, all those things help you. Um, even when we do our competition shoot off at the end, I make them all stand there next to each other and shoot right next to each other. I mean, and I mean, it's nerve wracking, just watching them. Um, (laughs) and, um, but every one of them has told me that it's helped them grow. We've got Colton Green, a young man who came to, who started shooting with us four years ago, and now he went and shot Vegas this year, and he told me that me making him stand on line with other kids, and he even will step up and shoot with the adults even when he's not really supposed to because he just wants to be you know heart elevated and he, he wants to be shook up a little bit and challenge himself. And, and now, you know, through those things, now he's standing in Vegas with 100 kids standing next to him and he's just calm, cool and collected and he's just enjoying himself and he's shooting great. And so yeah. all, all those things help, man. Ball, oh, man. Ab-
2: absolutely. I, I mean, the, gosh, there was a shoot that I went to a couple of years ago in the you know, a similar format to, to like Mountain Archery Fest, right? There's a there was a vendor area, you know, at the base of the mountain. And so so the first target was right there, kind of adjacent to the vendor area, and everybody could see you. And and the very first shot, it was an uphill shot at like 80, 87 yards or something like that. Very first shot of the course at a bighorn. And it's like it's like being at a golf event, you know, and everyone's yeah. gathered around the first tee and you're like, man, I don't want to shank this thing. I don't want to hit this drive into the other fairway. And, and that's how I felt. I'm like, man, I got to, I gotta at bare minimum I gotta hit foam, right? I can't, I can't let this I I I can't let this arrow go and like have the sound of carbon in the trees. You know what I mean? Like I gotta have the thunk. And like, yeah, you know, like so you you draw and you aim and like you let that thing go. And you know at a shot that long, it's like you're waiting waitin', and you're waiting and then you hear boom. And you're like, okay, it's good, you know what I mean? Oh, oh, let's just let me get on the mountain where everybody can't see me anymore.
1: <laughs> that's a fact. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun doing that. I think that's that's genius to put that first shot like right out of the gate right there. That's I might have to steal that one. That's a good idea. Yeah. Um, yeah that's fun. yes that's, You know, I think it's uh I think that 3D offers a lot of challenges, it offers a, a way more rewards. Um, the relationships that we were that you know that we alluded to earlier, John. You know the the camaraderie, um, the people that continue to come back with new people. Um, you know it's just it just fills your heart, it fills your soul, and and it just keeps you grinding. You know it keeps you grinding in the off season, keeps you pushing to the next event, and you know and it's uh, man, there's no there's nowhere else I'd rather be. Gentlemen, and on these mountains setting these targets and welcoming people to the event.
2: Well, and another another thing that we didn't touch on and I want to hit before we wrap up is, you know, we talked about, you know, the wind. We talked about the the angles. We talked about the mental side of the game. We talked about the equipment side of the game. Another thing, and it's, it's really a lost art among most people, you know, unless you're a you're a Levi Morgan or one of his peers, you know, doing this for a living, is the range estimation. Because we all we all have something around our neck nowadays, right? And and we become very reliant on that laser rangefinder. And don't get me wrong, I've got one. I've got about five, actually. And, and I certainly <laughs> wouldn't want to be without one in the field. But there are going to be times when it's not practical to you know, use it on every opportunity and hopefully you've at least ranged maybe a couple of objects somewhere around you and you have some reference but there's a lot to be said for teaching yourself some ranging and what i like to do sometimes you know if i'm on a 3d course and it's not super crowded again if you have time to maybe take two shots at a target try to shoot the target the first shot just estimating the range okay then you see if you're high or low then you you know hit it with the rangefinder and then take a second shot with a known distance and you see just how critical you know that knowledge is and and also helping you to to refine those estimation skills.
1: I find it extremely challenging to be honest. Um, ranging, uh, you know, there's there's different things there. Like I can spend. A lot of times shooting at some of these 3D targets and then I get to the field and that elk is, you know, another 300 pounds bigger animal and and I, and, and I kind of find myself messing up there sometimes. But I think that the more often that you do, like you said, you do, do a guest shot and then do a follow-up shot, your, your brain learns. It it learns the cause and effect. It remembers those things, and so it it will apply in the field for you later. It will help you out a lot. And um, yeah, I I, I uh, I'm kind of a big cheater, you guys. I tell people not to shoot more than one or two arrows on a course, but like when I shoot a course, man, I'm shooting tons of arrows <laughs> at the same target to try to see all the cause and effect and stuff. Shooting from my knees, shooting standing up, shooting different ways at a target, trying to see how different I could shoot at things based on distances and angles and things too. So that's always a lot of fun as well. So, yeah.
2: yeah. Well, and that range estimation is definitely hard. I mean, it really is. And it's what separates the men from the boys, because mm-hmm. there's, there's a reason, you know, like there's, there's a reason that Levi ha- has accomplished what he's accomplished. And it's not only because he's a great shot. He's also arguably like the best range estimator in history. And, and, and there's also a reason that there's a known pro division, because there's a lot of those spot shooters that come out of the indoor game, come, you know, out of that Vegas game, and they wanna go shoot some of those three D's, but they're not really interested or capable of judging the distance, and so they're going to go shoot known pro, where they just right. have to make the shot. They don't have to worry about that range estimation. You 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 do that unknown that open pro, that is a whole different ball game. And I, I mean, there's no way I could hang, you know, with those guys. I mean, not shooting either. But I'd be I'd be at a serious deficit having to, you know, judge the yardage on all those shots. So anyway, um, guys, I'll tell you what. I mean, an hour always goes fast on these podcasts you know i think we're coming up close on that um thank you both not just for being on the show today but for providing an opportunity you know john down in georgia okay all you folks who are listening to this if you're in the southeast Check out that event, man. Check out the Bow Treader 3D Tour of Georgia and make a road trip. Get a couple of buddies. It sounds like an awesome time. And if you're in the West, Or if you just have some summer vacation, because who doesn't love to go to the West during the summer? Because there's a million things to do. You can shoot a mountain archery fest. You can go visit some historical sites, some national landmarks, and and just really enjoy yourself. Check out the mountain archery festival. And uh, I I think if you're a serious or even semi-serious archer bow hunter, you're going to have a hard time not having an enjoyable you know, day at either one of these events.
0: And yeah, we, we want folks to come out and have fun with us. Um, and you're right. There will definitely be a lot of sweating going on. But uh, we're, we're, we've got some stuff planned to, to help keep folks as cool as, as we possibly can. So y'all come join us.
2: Oh, right, and you probably have t-shirts for the event, too. So you go shoot the course, you get all sweated through the shirt that you came in, and you got a nice dry, you know, bow treader shirt for sale at the end
0: there you go actually they get a free shirt when they register so anybody that registers or anybody that comes out and shoots gets a free shirt so awesome um, yeah an extra extra little token there
2: well thanks john and uh thank you as well brandon i wish you the best of luck uh, with this year's events and like i said you know i i'm just intrigued enough about both that maybe i can come up with an excuse why peterson's Bow hunting needs to foot the bill for me to go to georgia or head out to colorado or wyoming or something like
1: that there you go yeah well i got your passes covered if you come out here you just tell them to get your transportation and you can come shoot with us all right
2: well that's awesome well thanks again guys i wish you uh like i said great success with the events and uh good luck to you this this fall as well
0: appreciate it thank you thanks for downloading the peterson's bow hunting podcast all bow hunting, all the time. Pick up the latest issue of Peterson's Bowhunting Magazine on your local newsstand, or
1: connect with us online at bowhuntingmag.com.